Yes, the Eurozone core inflation hit a record in February. And yes, the latest jobs data from the US fanned the flames of the inflation worries as well. Now, the yields are headed higher on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean, but somehow equity investors defy gravity and they continue buying. So we are on a dangerous path, people. Welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk. So this week's inflation data came as a slap on the Eurozone's face, but it was a slap in slow motion because Tuesday, while Spain revealed a tick in its February inflation, while France revealed the same day a record high inflation figure. Then on Wednesday, Germany said inflation there ticked higher as well in February, and that was despite the German government's effort to limit the energy bills for households. And and well, finally, on Thursday, so yesterday, the Eurozone's flash CPI estimate fell in and it looked as ugly as it smelled beforehand. So inflation in the Eurozone is estimated to have barely, barely eased to 8.5% in February from 8.6% printed a month earlier, while core inflation in the Eurozone advanced to a record high of 5.6% from 5.3% printed previously. So with all this in hand, we could now easily say that it's finally disinflation that's transitory. Any comments about that, Jeremy Powell or Kristen Lagarde? Just share below. Now, the data confirmed the ECB hawks aggressive positioning for further interest rate hikes in the Eurozone. ECB head Christine Lagarde told the Spanish TV something that we all knew very well. She said that the interest rate hikes in the Eurozone will continue and they will continue beyond the next 50 basis point hike. And what's more is the European Central Bank meeting minutes show that the European policymakers are betting for a soft landing in Europe at this point. And while well, they're not really worried about going too aggressive on the policy tightening. And all that obviously pushed the European yields further up at yesterday's trading session. Now, the New York reaction from the equity markets was a sell-off. The stock 600 dived to a month low at the beginning of the session, but then rebounded as, as we were talking about it at yesterday's episode, a big part of the disappointment on the inflation front was already broke priced in and out beforehand, so tactical investors actually took profit on a bearish trade and simply walked away. So as a result, and despite the higher yields across the Eurozone, while well, the SOC 600 index closed the session 0.50% higher, meaning that the sickness doesn't only concern inflation, but it also concerns the bullishness of the equity investors. On the foreign exchange front, while well, the Euro gave a timid reaction to the CPI data yesterday, but spent most of the day while well, retreating against the US dollar, the Euro dollar is now around on the 1.6 mark at the time I'm talking here this morning. And from a technical standpoint, well, the bullish trend in the euro dollar remains still intact, but looks vulnerable. And that vulnerability is due to the Fed hawks. The key support is seen between the 104.70-105 level, where we find the 100-day moving average and the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on September to February rally. So if that Fibonacci support is cleared, we should call the end of the latest positive trend in the euro dollar. 
Now, the only silver lining in this inflation data is that February is the last data or is the last month where we compare the war times to no war months. So that is expected to ease the positive pressure on the fresh data starting from March due to a base effect. But this is obviously just an expectation, a prediction. It is not a certainty. So until we have the certainty that inflation will be headed lower compared to the warm months while well, the yields will be up and outlook for equities will be well at risk this is it for europe i still believe that the gap between the stock and bond markets both for europe and the us we will talk about it will have to collapse at some point and the most likely scenario is stocks actually giving back at least some of the recent gains to join the bond markets lower because a stock rally is unsustainable if well yields are headed higher now Across the Atlantic Ocean, in the US, the picture is not really different from the European markets. Fresh jobs data from the US came to fan the inflation worries at yesterday's trading session. First, weekly jobless claims came in lower than expected, around 190,000. Unit labor costs surged 3.2% in the fourth quarter. That's much slower than the 8.2% printed at the first quarter of last year, but that's twice as fast as predicted by analysts. So for the full year of 2022, well, unit labor costs in the U.S. surged 6.6% compared to only 2.6% printed for 2021. Now, the fresh data is just another piece in a puzzle where we somehow start getting a bad sense of what's next in terms of monetary policy. But again, 2021 was a peaceful year, while 2022 was a war setup. And we will start, as I said, seeing an important easing effect in inflation figures just due to the base effect in the coming months. So, I actually want to believe that that's exactly what keeps the equity investors swimming against such a strong tide because in the US, well, the two-year yield came a notch closer to the 5% psychological mark yesterday. The 10-year yield advanced further above the 4% psychological mark, while the 30-year yield hit 4% for the very first time since November last year. And well, there is really no doubt in the bond markets about the direction. It is clearly down. Now, what's bizarre is the reaction of the equity markets to the yields. Yes, the S&P 500 kicked off yesterday's session in the negative and even tipped a toe below the so closely watched 200-day moving average. But the index managed to rebound from there on. Apparently, and apparently this is what the news say, uh, apparently, the rebound in the U.S. equities and in the S&P 500 was due to dovish comments from the Fed's Rafael Bostic, who said that the Federal Reserve should pause its interest rate hikes sometime this summer. Well, if the equity rally in the U.S. is holding on to a few dovish-sounding comments, uh, defying the fresh economic data that goes clearly and clearly in the direction of further interest rate hikes from the Fed, then a correction could actually uh, be very, very ugly. Ugly, yes, because this widening gap between stocks that are headed higher and bonds that are headed lower becomes more alarming by the day and 
well the equity rally is not on a solid ground with the yields moving higher even less so as the number of hawkish federal reserve comments clearly outweigh the number of dovish federal reserve comments because on the other hand the fed's waller also said yesterday something like 5.1 to 5.4 percent zone seems to be right if inflation cools for the fed peak rate but if inflation doesn't cool well, the Fed rate could go higher than that. And inflation doesn't look like it's cooling right now. And looking at the S&P 500, well, the index closed yesterday's session a touch below the 50-day moving average, having gained yesterday. And the further sell-off below the 200-day moving average was avoided, what, thanks to Rafael Bostic? <sighs> I don't know. The outlook isn't any brighter than the day before. On the contrary, the chance of a sell-off in the S&P 500 intensifies by the day due to the rising yields. And in the FX markets, the US dollar trades in line with the hawkish Federal Reserve expectations. And while the dollar-yen has now stepped into the bullish consolidation zone, because the pair cleared the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on its October to January retreat and cleared it to the upside, obviously. In the energy markets, while well, oil bulls are now working hard to drill above the 50-day moving average resistance. And further good news from China is obviously supportive of the bulls right now because after encouraging manufacturing PMI data released earlier this week, while the Taishin services PMI print the fastest growth in Chinese services since last August, obviously, after the COVID measures. But the strong data from China is clearly shadowed by Xi Jinping's new crackdown on Chinese bankers, uh, China's very close relationship with Russia, and the deteriorating ties with the US and the West, and well, China's changing landscape due to uh, the President Xi Jinping's economic and political policies. Now, nothing in China will be as bright as before 2020, in my opinion. Therefore, the China factor could not be enough, actually, to convince the oil bulls to finally break the back of the 100-day moving average resistance. And pray for it, because if energy prices start gaining momentum, well, the inflation discussion, the inflation talk will get much uglier from here. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipek Özkardeşkaya, and thank you for joining me, and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive and interesting messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again next week. And until then, good day trading and have a lovely weekend. Oh,